Informed Dissent, the intersection of healthcare and politics, with Dr. Jeff Barkey, board-certified primary care physician, and Dr. Mark McDonald, board-certified child, adolescent, and adult psychiatrist. Mark, welcome to another episode of Informed Dissent. Great to be with you. You know, this uh, this episode is special because, you know, you and I have been recording together now for, I don't know, over a year. Uh, but this time, it, we're not just recording together, we're in the battle together. And uh, we're here to talk about the case that was brought on by Liberty Justice Center, the representing you and I, battling against AB 2098. That's the California bill that will allow the Medical Board of California to basically take our licenses away if they don't like what we're saying. And uh, representing us for Liberty Justice Center is uh, Daniel Sir, and uh, we are honored to bring him on our show. On our show, Daniel, welcome. Hey, Jeff. Uh, thanks for having me. I got to tell you, I'm I'm glad you got the introduction right. I was on a, a radio show the other day, and I was introduced as Daniel Sir from the Liberal Justice Center. Uh, so I just want to clarify, <laughs> that's not it. It's the Liberty Justice Center. So thank you for getting it right from the top. The Liberty Justice Center, of course. So. Daniel, we're, uh, we're really honored to, to have you on our team. Tell our audience a little bit about the Liberty Justice Center and why they should care. Yeah, so Liberty Justice Center, we're a nationwide, nonprofit, nonpartisan law firm. Uh, we're representing not just you guys, but really Americans across the country uh, in the biggest fights for our constitutional rights and liberties. Uh, there's just so much happening in our world right now. Uh, where these fundamental first principles uh, of our country feel like they're under attack, uh, where everyday Americans feel like the system and the elite power structures are are just pressing in, in on our liberties. And so our mission at Liberty Justice Center is to represent those everyday Americans in the big fights that are defining our country. Tell us a little bit about where Liberty Justice Center filed this suit. I understand that we are filing it in federal court. Help us understand why you chose to do that. Yeah, we're in federal court because <clears throat> the rights at issue are guaranteed by the federal constitution. Uh, I love the, the, the line from George Will, the columnist, that uh, you know the First Amendment starts with the five most beautiful words in the English language. Congress shall make no law. Um, right. Ultimately, though, we, we go through the Civil War. We have the 14th Amendment. And now the states, uh, including the state of California, are governed by uh, that same First Amendment that protects all of us against the federal government. And so the lawsuit we filed is in federal court. It will start in the U.S. District Court that covers L.A. and the surrounding area. Uh, and then after that, we'll go on to the Ninth Circuit and eventually the U.S. Supreme Court if we have to in order to vindicate your guys' fundamental constitutional rights. And so what, we, what we're asking the court to do is to put an injunction or stop this bill from becoming law. That's right. Strike it down, baby. So, um, you know, ultimately we're asking the court uh, to prevent the Medical Board of California from enforcing this law, not only as to you, Dr. Mark, and you, Dr. Jeff, but actually to every doctor in California, because every doctor has these same constitutional rights uh, that the law is infringing on. And so the, the medical board needs to just uniformly across the board not enforce this unconstitutional law against any doctor in California. And I assume if we're successful here in California, 
it will be less likely that other states will try to do the same thing. Yeah. So one of the things uh, that's been, I think, undercovered uh, nationally is that this law is the first, uh, but there is a nationwide coordinated effort by the FSMB, the Federation of State Medical Boards. Basically, it's a a nationwide trade association for doctor regulators. Um, And they have adopted this model policy. I don't think it's an accident that the president of the Medical Board of California is active in SFMB. And we are seeing states across the country for both doctors and nurses, uh, not just through statutes like in California, but also through policies and administrative rules similarly going after doctors uh, on this so-called misinformation theory uh, because they are sharing things about COVID that the government doesn't like with their patients and is, or isn't on this, social media. Isn't this guy who's the president of the California Medical Board actually not even a physician but a lawyer? Yeah, not that we have anything against lawyers, right? Uh, but I do think it, it says something, right, that we're asking these this agency – uh, which includes a number of laymen, uh, to be the ones who define the scientific consensus. And, and somehow you guys, as, as practicing physicians, are supposed to know what that scientific consensus is and conform your behavior to it. And then we'll tell you on the back end uh, whether or not this lawyer and other doctors and non-doctors think that whatever medical advice you've given conforms to whatever they think is the scientific consensus. It's a rigged game, and that's just one of the reasons it's unconstitutional. And, you know, the contrary is true, too. If we don't prevail, then it will embolden other states to do the same thing. That's right, Doc. So one of the things we know is California is uh, often leading the country uh, on a lot of policy issues. We see other blue states especially uh, adopting policies following California's lead. Uh, and really, I, I don't worry just about this on, on COVID. I think we're going to see other issues where this misinformation concept is applied and we see doctors forced into whatever the government uh, wants you to say rather than respecting the independence of doctors to reach the best medical judgment uh, for their patients, not just on COVID, but potentially on other issues in the future as well. And if people want to follow the lawsuit, um, what's the best way for them to do so? Yeah, it's at LJ Center on Twitter. It's the Liberty Justice Center. We're at LJ Center. Uh, You can also visit our website, libertyjusticecenter.org. It's actually the first story up right now uh, on the homepage is this story. And we're going to continue highlighting it because we think this is important, not just for folks in California and not just for doctors, but for every American because it goes to these fundamental First Amendment freedoms uh, and the rights of all of us to get the best medical care and also to prevent the government, not just in this instance, but in every instance, from stepping into the marketplace of ideas and, and shutting down discourse, dissent, and discussion because the government thinks it has a monopoly on truth. It doesn't, and that's why we're fighting back. And of course, our audience should also know that you're a pro bono law firm, meaning you're representing Mark and I for free, meaning it doesn't cost Mark and I anything, that you get donations. And if uh, somebody wants to donate to help the cause to support Liberty Justice Center, how do they do that? Yeah, it's my favorite question of all. Thank you. Um, And yeah, we're privileged. The work we do, uh, we do for our clients for free, as it is like 
you guys are doing so much just being willing to step up, right? Like I, I hope your listeners realize, I hope people realize just how much courage it takes to sue the government, right? How much courage it takes to go to the people who have the power uh, over your profession, over your license, over your livelihood and say, you're wrong. What you're doing is unconstitutional and I'm going to sue you. Like that well, takes guts. Well, when you put it that way, is it too late for me to drop out of this case? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, so you can go to Liberty. We're going to move along. You can go to libertyjusticecenter.org. Uh, again, it's libertyjusticecenter.org backslash donate. Or just go to the homepage. There's a, a little green button in the top right corner. We'd welcome a tax deductible donation uh, from any of your listeners to support the work we're doing on this case. Uh, knowing that it's going to have an impact uh, not just for you guys as our clients, but really for the freedoms of all of us as Americans to protect free speech and to protect uh, policy against this government-imposed monopoly on truth. So where do we actually stand now? The, the case has been filed, and now it's just a waiting game, or where are we now? No, we're, we're, we're doing one of the, uh, the best parts of the process. We get to serve people with a summons. No better way to make somebody's day than showing up and uh, serving them with a summons. Uh, and then we will uh, get a, a brief back from the government uh, that they will try to explain uh, unsuccessfully why what they think they're doing is okay. And then we're anticipating about a month from now, uh, we'll have a hearing in front of our judge. And our goal is to get a ruling by the end of this calendar year. Uh, the law is set to go into effect on January 1st. And so we're telling the court, hey, move this to the front of the line. We need an answer before uh, the end of the calendar year so that doctors can continue practicing medicine as they have without this unconstitutional coercion on their practice. So this case is actually called, I think, McDonald versus the state of California. And Mark, you're, uh, you're, you're the lead named plaintiff? Or is it it's actually my- McDonald versus Lawson, uh, which is Christina Lawson, who's the California Medical Board president, the attorney ah. under discussion, the non-physician leading the California medical, not California law (laughs) association. And she is the lead defendant. And there's about another six or seven that are listed, Daniel. I haven't memorized all of them. You probably have a better uh, detail of the others. Yeah. So we've sued all the members of uh, the medical board. There's uh, a dozen. And and then for good measure, we also sued the attorney general uh, who has some uh, potential enforcement uh, responsibilities. But really, it's the medical board's individual members that are the people who will be subject to the order from the court at the end of the day. Yeah, I'm wondering, does the, is, does the head of the California uh, Bar Association, are they a doctor? <laughs> <laughs> they should be, right? Uh, <laughs> this, this is one of the problems, man, right? Like the law <laughs> has taken over so much of our society, right? At the end of the day, um, just like the bachelor's degree is the new high school diploma, Right. It's the way you 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 show you're ready to be a functional citizen in our society. You know, the way you distinguish yourself is there's just so many people who go to law school who never practice. Um, And and even for people who do practice, there's always so much uh, deference to lawyers. And that's just wrong. Right. Like lawyers are trained in a field. We're good at what we do. uh, But at the end of the day, you know, it should be doctors who are leading on medical issues. Uh, And really, in this case in particular, the idea that a, a lawyer is going to be capable of defining the scientific consensus uh, among doctors on an issue, you know, it's not just laughable. 
What it really means is that the liberal elite power structure in this country, the liberal elite consensus, is going to be what's imposed on people. Uh, because that's who, you know, a lot of lawyers, especially lawyers who go to top law schools and live in elite institutions, they reflect elite opinion. And, and that power elite is going to be the consensus that gets imposed. And, and who's representing the state now? Who's going to defend the state? Is it the attorney general's office? Yeah, so the attorney general office will represent the state, your tax dollars, hard at work. Uh, and um, they're good lawyers. I've litigated with them on, on other cases. I'm sure they'll do a professional job. Uh, but at the end of the day, they've got a hard job uh, because defending this is not going to be easy. Uh, they're going to have a real uh, burden, I think, to be able to explain to the court uh, not just why this is okay constitutionally under the First Amendment, but I'm, I'm just anxious for the day when we're sitting down in depositions or we're doing oral argument and the judge just asks, so what exactly is the scientific consensus on COVID-19? Could you, could you tell me? And how is Dr. Jeff and how are Dr. Mark, how are they going to know what that is exactly, counselor? So that'll be a fun moment for me. I'll just sit there in my, at my counsel's table and just start a file. So th this case right now is in front of a single judge, is that right? Yeah, so we're in front of uh, Judge Fred, Fred Slaughter, who is a recent uh, Biden appointee to the court. Uh, and then uh, eventually the next step will be, will be uh, in the Ninth Circuit, uh, which covers not only California, but a number of other states along the West Coast. Uh, and then we'll have three judges uh, drawn at random from uh, a pool of about 50 uh, federal appellate judges. Uh, before ultimately any case could potentially go on to the U.S. Supreme Court. Well, you're, you're assuming if we don't win with uh, this first judge, then we go to the Ninth Circuit, and then we go to the appellate court, and then we go to the Supreme Court. Is that how it works? Yeah, so we, we start out in the uh, U.S. District Court in L.A. with Judge Slaughter. Uh, and is then it we'll possible go to the Ninth that Judge Circuit? Slaughter just simply says, you're right, this is a terrible law, and I'm Absolutely. putting an injunction on it? Yeah, sometimes I think we, we get in these ideological uh, assumptions that we're like, oh, he's a Biden appointee. Maybe, you know, he, there's no way we'll win in front of him. You're a bunch of free market, free speech loving conservatives. Uh, but that's just not true. I had a case last year in front of uh, a judge appointed by uh, President uh, Obama that we won in New Jersey. Uh, and we won it because uh, liberals believe in free speech, too. Right. Um, and really... This case is about all of us as, as, as people and patients. All of us can relate to the healthcare system. All of us are patients. All of us want our doctors to be able to give the best uh, medical advice. The other thing that's important here, though, guys, is that we're going on offense, right? Like there was a world in which this came up in a much less ideal setting uh, because somebody got charged with violating it because they were doing something really irresponsible, right? That there was a doctor out there who was... Uh, really at the edge of um, practice. But because we're going on offense, uh, because we're the ones in the driver's seat, uh, we get to um, define the contours of the case in a way that puts the constitutional issues front and center and is able to talk about, you know, you two as, as well-respected practitioners who are trying to do the right things by your, by your patients and make that the focus of the case. Daniel, what are the odds that if Judge Slaughter rules in our favor that the California Attorney General and his attorneys will simply pack up and go home and say, oh, I guess we lost. Yeah, so low, I'll be honest with you. I, I don't think that's the case. Although, interestingly, when Governor Newsom signed this into law, 
he put out a statement at the time uh, that was very, um, you know, it was like the scene in the Bible where you have to, you know, the, the uh, Pontius Pilate washes his hands of the matter. Uh, there's this statement that governor puts out where it's like, well, there are lots of constitutional issues basically with this law. Um, and I'm really not entirely comfortable with it, but it's the one that's on my desk and I just have to sign it or, or veto it. So it's, you know, 10 PM on a Friday night, I'll just sign it and we'll let the courts deal with it. Right. But there was an acknowledgement, I think, both in the legislative drafting process and then at the end of the process when the governor signed it, that this law has serious constitutional issues and the attorney general's office is going to know that going into this fight. Are there any other law firms that are bringing cases on 2098 that you're aware of? Honestly, Jeff, no, um, which we're a little surprised by. You know, I think there's been a lot of outrage on the part of the medical community. I've been hearing from a lot of doctors. And if, by the way, one of your your listeners is a doctor and wants to reach out to our firm, please get in contact us. Uh, c- contact us through Jeff and Mark. Contact us through our website, libertyjusticecenter.org. But we'd love to represent uh, you know, a large variety of doctors from a large variety of practices. We're hearing from them. Uh, doctors are feeling the pressure of this law. Um, and so we're going to fight for you guys, but, but we're really fighting for the entire profession. And if we're the only lawsuit that does it, uh, I think we're just going to do a great job on our lawsuit. And uh, either way, we're the ones that are at the front of the line. And, and we're going to move expeditiously to get this thing resolved and declared unconstitutional. You know, it's interesting. I was contacted by three different law firms, including Liberty Justice Center, about being a plaintiff uh, against 2098. I just assumed that there were a lot of law firms that wanted to get involved. And there were a lot of doctors that were raising their hand to get involved. And uh, I was a little bit surprised that uh, we were the only ones. It's great that we were the first, but I just assumed there'd be other lawsuits, other doctors, other firms that were suing as well. And, and I'd say the more the merrier, right? If there, we were a week into this fight, uh, if there are others who come along afterwards, uh, I'm, I'm okay with that. In fact, uh, often it's a good thing uh, when there are multiple cases working their way through the system uh, because it asks higher courts then uh, if there are differences of opinion between the lower courts, uh, that's one reason that a higher court will step in and, and try to establish a uniform rule uh, or, or treat an issue uh, more expeditiously uh, because they want to establish a, a uniform rule. So if more lawsuits come, I'm, I'm good with that. Uh, but I'm really proud of the fact that we were the first and uh, we're really going to be the standard bearers for this case and this issue. Uh, not just in the courts, but in the media, to be the ones out front defining this. Uh, because I think you guys are such great uh, advocates and such great um, uh, clients to put this issue front and center and to keep it focused on uh, the impact it's going to have on, on the everyday practice of medicine and on everyday California patients uh, who look to doctors like you for your best medical advice. Has any of the law firms contacted you and wanted to join the case, Children's Health Defense or others that are known to get involved in these kind of things? Uh, I've had several individual uh, lawyers from California reach out to me, uh, which is always encouraging, right? It's fun to get an email from uh, somebody who's a professional colleague. Uh, But I've had uh, both, as I say, doctors, but then also lawyers reach out and say, hey, how can I be helpful? How can I get involved? If you bring another case like this in another part of California, please let me know. I've had attorneys say, you know, I I represent doctors uh, as an attorney, and I'm concerned about how this is going to affect the doctors I represent. So I think there's a lot of uncertainty kind of across the system, a lot of people reaching out 
wanting to be helpful, wanting to be supportive. Uh, and again, it's really, I think, a credit to the two of you for being willing to go first. Uh, that just takes a lot of courage. And I think when people see that courage, it inspires others. And uh, hopefully it'll continue to inspire others to, to step up and get involved. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, and not just in this state, but throughout the United States, there are other laws that are being passed that infringe upon medical freedom. And uh, California is certainly the tip of the sword. So I hope if you're listening, whether it's in California, um, anywhere else in the United States or even out of the United States, that you can help us make a donation to uh, Liberty Justice Center. It's uh, very important and, uh, and it's helpful. So reach out. You can send us messages. You can go directly on the Liberty Justice Center website. There's a donate button and uh, and throw a few coins in the tip jar even if it's a small donation every little bit helps you don't have to be a mega donor to make a difference every small donation uh, uh, really helps and the website is libertyjusticecenter.org is that right yeah that's right and you're right every little bit does help bringing these kind of cases uh, you know it's not just the attorneys it's uh, the filing fees we're going to have expert witnesses eventually uh, and the court um, is going to have its own uh, cut in terms of fees uh, and so everything we do, we put right back into the cases we bring. Um, and, and you're right, Jeff, for somebody who's, who's interested in freedom, for somebody who spends their day in court, you know, litigating for constitutional freedom, uh, we have a full plate. Uh, there are attacks on free speech, on individuals' constitutional liberties uh, happening every day. People think that COVID is over. Uh, the pandemic may be over as far as Joe Biden is concerned. But so many of these laws are still on the books. So many people are still subject to illegal vaccine mandates, subject to kids, subject to mass mandates, low income pre-kindergarten kids still go to school every day wearing masks because of federal rules that we at Liberty Justice Center are suing to stop. So the pandemic may be over as far as Joe Biden is concerned, but the rules are still on the books. And as long as they are, we're going to keep suing to stop them. And if this law stays on the books, um, I'm not allowed to tell parents that it's a bad idea to vaccinate their healthy child. That would be going against the government consensus, and that's just wrong. Uh, there is no reason to vaccinate a healthy child against an illness that they're not at risk using an experimental product that has no long-term safety studies on children. I mean, if you look at Denmark, for example, they just came out against uh, boosters, they recommend against boosters if you're younger than 50 and you're healthy. So other countries are starting to get the word, but here in the United States, we're pushing profits over science, and uh, and that's dangerous for those that are involved. Mark, by the way, how did you how did this come about originally that you got involved um, through Liberty Justice Center? It was actually a colleague of ours, uh, Dr. Taryn Clark, who put me in touch with Liberty Justice Center. Uh, a few months ago, um, and or actually not a few months ago, it feels like it's so long ago now. It's probably just a few weeks ago, because <laughs> this bill was just passed and signed um, just a couple weeks ago. And uh, asked if I would be interested in speaking to a firm that is considering going after AB twenty ninety eight if it in fact winds up becoming law. And I said, yeah, that sounds like something I'd be interested in. And really, the main reason why I felt that it would be of interest to me personally and why I felt that I would be a good fit as a plaintiff in the case uh, is that I've already been personally targeted by the California Medical Board uh, for speaking publicly in 
the area of pandemic medicine, uh, not in accordance with the uh, state mandates or guidance. And I've done so uh, very clearly, transparently, and, and often with very substantial medical evidence to support my uh, position. And so I know what it's like for a doctor to be threatened and intimidated by a large organization to silence his medical opinions and to change them, even when it would certainly put his patients at risk. And so I don't want any other physician to be put in this position. And I can already feel the chilling effect as AB 2098 winds its way towards January 1, 2023, when potentially the hammer will come down. And I, I know a couple physicians, in fact, who are already planning to move to other states for this very reason, Texas and Florida, and they're very good doctors. And if this exodus continues and accelerates, in 2023, we will lose some of our best physicians to other states and the patients throughout California will lose them as well. And they will be uh, suffering from lack of care, even without these doctors actually having been personally targeted as I have, because the chilling effect will place a clamp on the medical establishment throughout the state. And, and that, uh, I fear, will have uh, just as devastating consequences as the actual targeted attacks against individual physicians. Of course, Taryn Clark was a guest on Informed Dissent. And Mark, you wrote about this in your recent Substack article called I Choose to Fight uh, that basically highlights the reasons that you are now explaining about why you wanted to get involved. That's right. I do publish a Substack every week on multiple topics, always the intersection of medicine or healthcare and politics, which is the, the sub byline of our podcast that we do here. And I felt that this most recent one on AB 2098 was, was really important to me for the reasons I just described. And so I am spreading the word through my writing, through my Substack, encouraging people to support us by spreading the word, by donating, and by uh, encouraging other physicians to really join in this fight as much as they can. And I'm using those platforms especially Substack, um, which I have now. I think I've hit uh, four or 5,000 subscribers since I started it in December, growing about, about 100 a week now, as well as my Twitter feed and my Facebook page. And I have to say, you know, just this past week, I've received tremendous support and feedback from doctors in this state and in others. I had an email from an ophthalmologist today from Southern California down in the San Diego region uh, telling me that he has been... Um, speaking out himself and is now very concerned about what will happen to him in January. And he asked, uh, how can I support you? How can I spread the word? And I put him in touch with our media coordinator, Kristen Williamson at Liberty Justice Center, and also asked him to get in touch with Daniel if he'd like to join the lawsuit. And I've sent that, that message out to, to several physicians this week. And I've also joined a couple of groups on uh, Signal or Telegram that have formed. One actually, interestingly, uh, here in, in the LA area is called Doctors and Attorneys Against AB 2098. So it's actually a merging of doctors and attorneys together, sharing ideas, information, and strategies on how to organize against this bill. So, so there's actually been a, a coalition of the, the two professions uh, through the social media platform of Telegram and Signal. So I'm, I'm seeing a, a really big um, upsurge in support among professionals and patients 
the lay public, just as we did at the beginning of this whole uh, lockdown shutdown in 2020, because I think this really does affect everyone. It affects professionals, it affects patients, it affects mothers, children. It's This is a, a consensus issue. This is not political or partisan. This really is about basic rights uh, and medical freedom. And I think a lot of people in the United States uh, can get behind that and, and support it. And Daniel, if there, if there are other doctors that want to participate, are you looking for more plaintiffs to join the lawsuit? Yeah, absolutely. We'd welcome additional doctors to join us. Again, just get in contact us uh, through the, the libertyjusticecenter.org website. Uh, really what we want to do is illustrate for uh, the courts that we're in front of just how many uh, doctors feel censored by this, right? Because um, ultimately it, it only takes you know, one, one client to make a case. Uh, if it's, if it's one person whose rights are violated, that person can go all the way to the U S Supreme court and have their case heard. Uh, but if we can show the courts, uh, just how many doctors, uh, feel affected by this law, how much uh, speech will be censored. I think that adds to the urgency, uh, and, and really illustrates just how, um, broad this law will be, and that it's not going to be about targeting a few individual bad actors, but it's really going to affect the profession as a whole. Well, good. Daniel, listen, uh, we appreciate you coming on and sharing your perspective from Liberty Justice Center and how you're representing us. And uh, we're going to take this fight to the medical board and hopefully prevail on behalf of the patients of California, most importantly, and the physicians of California as well. And when we prevail, we hope that this will also be a model to prevent other states from joining and passing these kinds of unconstitutional, anti-American and draconian laws. That's the plan, guys. Thanks so much for having me on. And, and thanks for being uh, in the fight with us, right? The, the case only exists because you guys had the courage, the backbone to stand up and, and take it on. Like I said earlier, it's not easy. Uh, but it's important. Our rights are worth fighting for. For our, your listeners, your rights are worth fighting for. And uh, we're going to keep up the fight at Liberty Justice Center. We're going to keep up the fight in this case. Uh, and ultimately, I think we're going to win it. Absolutely. Well, thank you. You've been listening to Informed Dissent with Dr. Jeff Barkey, board certified primary care physician, and Dr. Mark McDonald, board certified child, adolescent, and adult psychiatrist. Informed Dissent. The intersection of healthcare and politics.